let's be real. If you're at a networking event or connecting, business is business. Everyone wants to talk about opportunities, ways to make money, income, whatever it is. But if you could catch them off guard and show that that's not your first intention or impression, you're going to once again build trust, which what is trust? That's charisma. And having charisma builds trust, especially when it's done the right way. In a world where there's so much noise and information, one podcast is on a mission to cut the fluff and get strategic. A place where you receive the latest tips to expanding your leadership, optimizing your business, and ways to become a truly peak performance human. Now, get ready as your host, Jake Havron, is here to help you live the strategic life. It was just a couple weeks ago where I was at a big event watching one of my really good friends, Nick Sentinestasso, speak and just absolutely crushed it on stage. He was speaking to a thousand plus realtors, people in real estate, and it was a live event here in Vegas and just took them through an incredible process of transformation they couldn't even imagine. And afterwards, we got to the front of the event venue. He had about a line of 100 people wanting to take photos, tell them how he changed their life. And it was so inspiring to see. But while I was there, I was also connecting with people and meeting uh, some some new faces. And I got introduced to this one particular man who, let's just say, he's working with some of the top celebrities, influencers in the world, uh, does incredible projects, a very well accomplished man. And I didn't know that right away. And we only had three minutes to connect. But after that three minutes, got his phone number, uh, said I wanted to further our conversation and texted him afterwards. And unfortunately, he was leaving that next day. But he said, let's connect soon. And a couple days go by. Actually, it was about, I think, a week and a half. And um, I find out that he's back in Vegas. And I wanted to find a way to, to connect with him. And he had a time spot open. So I go out and meet with him. And over this entire time that we meet, uh, especially on the way over there, I had really no idea how to serve. And that's why I wanted to connect to really see what we could conspire with. But I just knew that there was a way that I could bring massive value. I just was very open to that idea. So anyways, we connect. And over about an hour, I didn't know how long this meeting would be. I, he was busy. He was at an event, all these things. Over about an hour, he shares his entire story. He shares all about his ups, his downs, his successes, his accolades, who he's working with, what's his future, all these things. And towards the end of it, he told me, he was just like, you know what, Jake, like, I want to find a way to work with you. I want to find a way to have you come in and be part of this. I do feel like I need your help from the small amount of things I've seen on your website and what you do. And uh, I just, I don't know how that looks. And just to kind of wrap up this story, it led to us furthering this conversation of, of partnering and doing some things that I couldn't even imagine with some very, very powerful people that are creating massive impact in this world. Let's just say that to the least. But when I got home that day, I just, you know, I'm always analyzing how these things are happening and what's, what's the, what's the little actions or the things of like why he trusted me or how we went from a three minute conversation to him saying all these things to me. And then at the end of it saying, you know what, you just, when I met you, I, I just, I could tell that there was a different energy to you and I could trust you. And that's why I like, I wouldn't bring anyone else into this. However, I just felt a little different. What makes a three minute interaction at that event weeks ago? allow me to do what I just did there. And I started to reverse engineer it and to deconstruct it. And it made me very, very excited to make this podcast right here, right now, because 
I have a lot of people, and maybe this is you listening, that want to know how to increase their charisma. They want to know how to make better connections. The world is open. People are connecting. People are meeting new business partners, potential prospects, uh, new venture capitalists. Like one, you're always one decision away from completely changing your life. And I was like, how do I deconstruct this into a step-by-step process that becomes very tangible? And I have to be very careful before we dive into this because it sounds like, it could sound like that I'm being uh, very robotic and manipulative because I'm doing these skills or these little things that make me have more charisma. And the truth is that's not true, right? The truth is, is that's false because your tools, your skills can be used in either way, positive or negative. Every single tool, every single strategy you learn, all the neuro-linguistic programming, all the little, uh, what they say, quote-unquote, hacks is, is neutral. It's how you use it. Just like how when people say money is evil, you say, no, money is not evil. Money is neutral. Money is an amplifier of who you are. So if money is evil, then you probably have seen someone that is evil that has been using it. So I was thinking about this on how do I create a step-by-step process? And I want to make it very clear that this is something that when you learn it, it will be that conscious, maybe incompetence right away, or you really are conscious competent with some of these. Uh, But I want to help you make this become unconscious or subconscious competent, meaning that you don't have to think about it in second nature. So you could be that next level leader. You could be that next level charismatic human that really applies this without even trying, just like how you are you know, speaking in a certain way to people because you learn that from a young age and you're so natural, right? Or if you go and play a sport or you used to be an athlete, you do the skills and the tricks and the little, uh, you know, like if you know how to go between the legs or behind the back when you're playing basketball, at one point you were standing there on the court looking down between your legs, trying to put the ball through your legs and you're messing up and you're slipping up and and you try to do it at the game one time and you the ball went out of bounds, but eventually it became second nature and you became a better player and you became a better teammate because the overall team became better because you got those skills. That's what I want to bring to you here. So this step-by-step process is 10 steps. This is from the moment you meet someone to the very ending with even the follow-up. And this is business-related. This is uh, very specific to first-time interactions, but it could be used in any type of interaction. It could be interactions with uh, your clients. It could be your interactions when you see someone again. It could be interactions with your lover or just friends in general. But I want to make this very uh, particular to meeting someone new in your business or with networking. Because that's what happened with me. So let's dive into the step-by-step process to effectively increase charisma in business. Okay. Step number one is the matching and mirroring. Okay. So when you meet someone and it's your very first time meeting them, you want to be very akin to how their body language and posture is. So you want to match them, which means that you're 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 basically copying in a good way. Uh, their body language, the way they're standing, the where their hands are. And so in this example, I was sitting at the table with this gentleman. And I once again, I didn't know where his energy was. We didn't have much conversation. So I wanted to really build that rapport, but also charisma. 
And so I noticed that his hands were under the table. Now, I don't like having my hands under the table because naturally what that means subconsciously is that you're hiding something or you're not confident because you're, you know, it's like if you had a, uh, a hand of cards, if you're hiding it under the table, it means like you're, you're afraid to show what your cards are. But if you're open showing your cards, it means that you're more open to um, making a conversation or a connection. So I saw his hands were on the table. So what did I do? Even though I don't like this or I didn't like it, I, I wanted to match and I put my hands under his ta- the table and I started to realize over the course of the period, he started to bring one hand out and talk and move it around a little bit. So then I brought mine out and started to move and talk with it. And then by 30 minutes, his, his hands are interlocked and they're out and they're moving around. And so what did I do? I matched him and this becomes very second nature after a while. However, you want to make sure you don't look like you're copying him right when he does that, right? So what I do is, is when, when he brings his hand out and I see that he's like kind of like looking away or talking or, you know, thinking about stuff, I just bring my hand out slightly. Now this can sound completely manipulative, but it's not. This is influential tactics. And I'm really trying to give you the real raw details here. Uh, I could easily fluff this over and say, yeah, just make a connection, all this things here and there, but this is the reality of it. And when you become second nature, no one will even notice. And they will feel more connected because if the ultimate outcome is for the greater good, it's a disservice if you don't learn this. So that's the matching. Now, the mirroring is just basically opposite. So if he talks with his right hand or has his right hand out, you'll have his left, your left hand out. Very similar, right? But the thing I want to make very apparent here is that's one way to tell him and especially to tell his subconscious mind, which is seeing if you he could trust you or this person could protect be protected or they could feel safe around you is it's telling them that this person is just like you they, they 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 talk the same way their hands are very similar uh they're you know also like not being too aggressive leaning in while he's leaning back you do not want to lean in if he's leaning back that's saying hey that he doesn't or this person doesn't trust you as much yet right the little things to build charisma uh, and that was the very particular thing with which is the hands under the table right away. I didn't like doing that. However, it needed to be done because after a while I could notice and I was very um, in tune with how he was getting more expressive as he talked. OK, so the second step here is body language. So it comes down to three areas of the body language, posture, stance and touch. Now, the posture and very specific is when you're standing and meeting people at networking events or having a small little conversation. Studies show that women feel more comfortable when you talk with them face to face, meaning your hips are facing their hips, their their uh, their feet are facing your feet. So you want to stand more face to face with them. It shows that you're more compassionate, you're more open. They don't have to worry about certain things. You don't want to have your hands in your pocket because that's just a subconscious sign to them that they don't know what's in their pocket. They just met you, right? These are just little body language hacks that. We just have to face what the reality is and not what we want it to be, right? We want it to be where everyone feels safe and protected. But the truth is, and the reality is, is that our brains work like they're thousands of years old and they need to survive. So with women, you want to be straightforward. With men, to build more charisma and rapport with them, I always stand at a 45 degree angle. And I stand at a 45 degree angle where I'm looking over at them because if you face to face with them, there will be a sign of conflict or a sign of superiority that you do not want to give off. Especially me, I'm I'm 6'6". Look, I'm 225 pounds, 6'6". I don't want to come off that way, right? So some of you might be 5'6", some of you might be somewhere in the middle, man or woman, but 
the thing is, is that when you're speaking to a man, and especially if you are a man, 45 degree angle talk. So your feet are facing 45 degrees away from them. You're talking to them and you're conversating. It's a much more comfortable stance. Trust me, if you start doing that, you will feel more comfortable and then try to face up with a man when you first meet him and realize how it feels a little more uncomfortable because now like you guys feel like you're, you're battling each other. And then the third part of the body language, which is the touch, is you want to be very in tune with the type of physical touch they do. And that's as simple as the handshake, right? So if they do a handshake where they put their hand on top of your hand, then great, you put it right back. But if they just do a quick handshake, great. The thing that I've noticed that really helps build charisma is as I'm conversating with people and I notice that they, uh, whether whoever it is, they kind of, we make a joke, right? It's always good to make little jokes and humor. That's really, really good way to build charisma. But if they make a joke and they slightly like, you know, like they laugh and put their hand on your shoulder and then pull it away, I'm going to do that within the next, you know, 30 seconds of our conversation where I'd be like, oh, that was just such a great time meeting you or uh, that story you shared was so great and put my hand on their shoulder to reciprocate that connection. That's telling their brain once again, remember, most of these things are subconscious. It's telling their brain that, hey, this person is like you. Uh, they feel comfortable with you. They, they trust. Um, I could trust them. That little touch is very important. Let's say they did do a handshake with uh, their hand on top and you didn't do that right away. When you leave the conversation or you say, hey, it was great meeting you. Let's stay connected. And you do a handshake again. You better believe you'll put that hand on uh, their hand as well. That's a sign of great respect, right? One thing about the touch, though, is you do not want to do uh, over touch when they are not that type of person. So meaning uh, you do not want to put your hand on their shoulder or you don't want to put the, your hand on their arm when you're speaking or like doing a handshake uh, if you don't feel that is coming back from them because you want to respect their boundaries, especially on the first time. A little advanced technique would be is down the road as you feel more comfortable and you want to pace them, you can start to do that. You can feel it out where you just put, you know, show that you're very uh, comfortable with who you are and you also trust them that you're going to put a little hand on their shoulder, even if they haven't done that yet. But that's more of an intuition of if you feel like that's the right time. So that's the body language. The posture thing is very important on the way you stand. I've noticed a drastic change. Uh, one little pro tip on the body language too is because I'm a taller and bigger guy. And I actually learned this from Tony Robbins. I, I studied him and how he stands because he's like six, seven, 250 pounds. Just like, you know, he had uh, a pituitary uh, gland uh, tumor, which means that he all his body parts, his hands, his face, everything is like so much bigger. Uh, so he could come off as intimidating. So what I've noticed, and he doesn't talk about this, but I've noticed this. I'm giving you guys the hacks and I want this to be the same. Is he builds great trust and rapport with people literally half his size or if it's a, you know, a older woman that maybe could feel intimidated. He puts one pocket in his hand. He leans slightly back on one leg and he just kind of like looks at her and we'll give you some other charisma tips. But he's not standing strong and firm and, and standing right at her because that's more intimidating. So when you're in your posture as well, if you want to show that you trust someone more, lean on one side of your leg, have a slight bend in your knee. Obviously, don't look like you're you know, leaning over and trying to do a dance move. But when you're not standing in a stable, firm position, what it shows is that you're not getting ready to fight, right? It's these little shifts. It shows that you're, you're comfortable enough to be in a position of vulnerability so then you could open them up. And you could watch for this as well 
if they're doing this, if you're seeing someone that's standing firm and strong, you could tell that they have some sort of like um, certainty to themselves, but they're not fully comfortable. But if you see someone kind of like lean back, chill, uh, talking with you, though, that's a great sign. So moving on. So that's the second one. Third step for increasing charisma is what I call the smirk and squint. And it's just it's such a subtle thing, but I've noticed it just so much. And once again, I've, I've studied Tony Robbins, one of the greatest leaders and influencers uh, in our in our day and age. And I've noticed how he makes people feel comfortable once again, because he's a big guy. I'm a big guy. I got to make sure that I can relate with a lot of people, especially if they feel intimidated around me. And it's the smirk and squint. And what it's like is like, you just want to show that you are interested. We don't realize what our face looks like when we're listening. If we saw ourselves most times, if we could see our face, it probably would look like we're like zoning out. So what I do is to really show interest. And I genuinely mean this. I want to make sure you understand this. This is not like I'm trying to, you know, manipulate you. Remember, manipulation is when the ultimate outcome is for your best interest of whatever it is. That's manipulation. But influence is when it's better for them. I want them to make them feel connected, that I could help support them, that they could get their bigger goal and mission. So these things are just so vital. So what I do is I just give a little smirk, you know, no teeth or anything showing, just smirking. And I squint like I'm like thinking about what they're saying. Like I just have this focused look and I, and I tend to look in the left eye. I've, I've seen some studies that say that it's, it's a better connection when you look at their left eye. Don't look at their nose. Sometimes I go a little cross-eyed when I look at the nose. It's just, that's just me. Uh, but I look at their left eye and I just like, I'm like staring and, and, and not staring. I'm, I'm focusing and listening and showing that with my face. So my, my, my mouth is slightly smirked, just slightly, just, and I'm just have a slight little scowl on my face, just tiny bit. So I'm not just dead there listening because have you ever had it where someone's you're talking to someone and they don't do any of that? And maybe they are completely listening, but they look like they're zoning out. It's not a good feeling and it doesn't make you want to keep opening up, especially if you want to really build charisma, which is why we're doing this. So the smirk and the squint, I'm just and you know, uh, if you're watching the video or uh, able to see this, it, it just looks like this. And if you're on the audio only, then, um, you know, you'll see this on YouTube here. Or you can go check that out. But basically, it's a smirk with a slight little squint in my, 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 my eyebrows. And um, that's just a little shift. Okay, so the smirk and squint. Now, number four, which I was naturally doing already when I was doing the smirk and squint, is the head nod. Okay, this is a great way to build charisma because let me tell you first the way you shouldn't do it. The way you shouldn't head nod is big head nods and fast and frequently like, oh, yep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, oh, yeah. You, you know, that basically is saying, get done. I don't want to have you keep talking. I don't care what you're saying. I just want to speak, right? So you're doing these big head nods. It's not good. Also, another thing you shouldn't do is don't ever, unless you literally want to and, and I get there's a very few amount of people that do this naturally and that's just the way their body is. But when you want to get a point across or you're talking and you say and you start saying, um, hey, you should trust that I could help you and, and really provide the massive value to your service and, and really just allow you to be the best that you can be. And we're going to build your business to the next level. But if you were to see my head the entire time, I'm nodding left and right, which means do not trust me. I don't even believe in myself and my subconscious body is saying that I'm not confident. 
I've seen so many people when they they talk and they're trying to either like, you know, just build some credibility or value and their head is just going side to side, but they they don't even realize that. And you can say, well, Jake, I mean, I've seen some incredible speakers that do that. And I see that, you know, they're they're super genuine and they're successful and they do that all the time. Yes. Okay. That's that's great, right? They they've crushed it already. However, the brain still picks up on that. And if you're someone that is wanting to become more charismatic, start to train yourself just doing little slight head nods up and down. Start to do it where you're just, especially with the smirk and the squint, and you're just slight head nods, right? That's showing that you're receiving what they're saying and your body language speaks more than what your words are saying. Words are only 7% of the communication between humans. So you saying yes is 7%. The tonality of that communicates about 38% overall. So if you say yes, what do you think that's going to mean? Like, oh, you're so bored. But if you say yes, right? Now you're a little like, what, wait, what? That tonality was completely different. Um, but if you say it in a very affirmative way, that's the tonality part. But 55% of communication is body language. So your slight head nod is speaking more than you could ever say. Slight head nods, really good way to build charisma. The fifth step as you're continuing this conversation and building this trust and charisma is affirming their statements. So as you're smirking, as you have that, that look that you actually care and you're listening, giving them that slight head nods and they say something like, yeah, it's just been absolutely tough, you know, and you just say, yes, I see that. Or they say, uh, you know, oh my gosh, I had this thing going and, and that's incredible. And, and I was, I was just on a whole new another level. And you're like, yeah, awesome. Oh my gosh. Right. You're affirming them. And affirmations that work really well is saying the word yes. Right. You can say, oh yeah. But the thing you do not want to say is, yep, yep, yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Got it. Got it. And you keep just like, there's no pace to it. Once again, just like the big head nods and you say, yep, yep. Ah, yeah, I got it. I got it. Oh, okay. 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 That's basically saying, shut up, stop talking. Even though I am acting like I want to listen, I just want to talk. That's not what you want. Say, oh, I got it. Oh, that's so amazing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Those are the different ones. Now you obviously space that out, but affirm what they're saying. Make them feel as they're opening up to you and maybe sharing deeper levels to them, which is the best way to build charisma is to allow them and bring space for them to feel safe around you and open up. Because when they open up, that's when you find opportunity and there's also trust. So when you affirm it, you're basically saying, yes, continue, continue to share what, you know, maybe you don't want to share with other people, but I'm here. I'm holding the space is what you're saying. But really, it's just a lot of like, yes. Hmm. Ah, oh, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. See how my tonality is very soft too on that? And unless if it's something very exciting, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Right? Affirm them with the slight head nods, but let them continue to talk. Number six of this step-by-step -step process is ask open-ended questions. The funny thing about this, this, this story I told you in the beginning is I thought I was going to have to lay all my cards out and, and share my credibility and what I've done, who I am to even want to connect with this person, this amazing human. However, because I implemented these first five steps and then also the sixth step, which is asking open-ended questions, it was about 
80 to 90%. And I'm not even joking. And this, this blew my mind away. That's why I was like, how do I reverse engineer this to teach this? 80 to 90% of this person was speaking and sharing the story. And, and I had little interjections here and there, but I wanted them to open up. Now, it should be about 80% them speaking, 20% you, most times if not, right? Because if that's properly done, more gets completed or accomplished within that conversation because they're sharing the things that are going to lead you guys to the ultimate outcome because uh, all the answers are within them. So what I do is I ask these open-ended questions. Now, what is an example of that? Well, when he says something about his business and um, I would ask, well, what about that business was the thing that changed the, like made the shift for you? Or, you know, he shared about his story. I was like, okay, okay I, I love where you're going, but hold on, hold on. Let's go back to what you just shared right there. You said you went from here to here. Like, what was that? Like, what did you do? Or who was that person that helped you get there? Open-ended question. Uh, closed-ended question is like a yes or no or a binary question, which is give me this answer or this answer. So asking, um, did you like that? Yes, of course I like that. Okay. Instead of if you could ask, how did you like that? Or what, what about that did you like? Right now it's like, oh my gosh, I like this and this and that's what happened. And it just opens up and it's like peeling the layers of an onion and you're building charisma because you're building true trust. Remember that charisma equals trust and trust equals charisma. So if you can build trust, you're naturally having more charisma because that's allowing you to have a better conversation. So other open-ended type of questions would be like, how does that feel? Or like, what, is, what does the future look like to you now? It's like you said, this is where you're at, but what does the future look like? Um, you know, you, you mentioned earlier about that situation that, that happened in your business. Like, what, where did that go? So what does this partnership look like between us? Like, why did we meet here today? These were all real questions I asked. And these are open-ended, but they're very, very, I wouldn't say calculated, but very calibrated. And while I'm listening and while I'm nodding my head and actively listening, that's the, that's the key here. I'm thinking back in my head of like, what would be that question I could ask to keep this going to actually take it a layer deeper? I remember he said something about this project he's working on. Let me round that back. So when he's uh, done talking and I affirm that and I say, that's amazing. That, that project you talked about though, like how did you start working with X, Y, and Z celebrity? And now that's an open-ended question. So that keeps the conversation going. Just a little hack that could really change it. I know we're going through a lot of detail here. So please like make sure this is one of those, those, those podcasts you go back, you re-listen to, you write these out. Because if you don't write this out, you'll probably only take about 10% of this. That's just kind of the statistics, 7 to 10. So you would only do one of these 10 things. But if you write it out, it's about 40 to 50% of retention. And if you actively engage and start practicing and playing it through your head and saying it out loud, that's about 80% that you're going to take home right away and remember and retain. That's a huge difference. And this is very detailed and robust. So we're going to keep going on with this. But I just wanted to remind you as you listen to this. Okay. So number seven, indirectly apply your personal credibility indirectly apply your own personal credibility. This one's an interesting one because not many people do this well. And I've struggled with this a lot on how do I build credibility of who I am, especially once again, if I'm connecting with someone new, 
without sounding like I'm bragging or boasting or I'm just saying the typical things. And the key is indirectly. You're finding a way to plug in your credibility in the sense of someone you've worked with, a project you completed, a certain business you built up, a, a client's result that uh, was very successful, um, you know, a stage you spoke on that was really shows that you're a great speaker, uh, the amount of money you've made for someone to show that you are really good at your you're consulting, whatever it is, you don't want to just say, oh, yeah, yeah I've consulted, uh, you know, uh, and I, this is what I do. And this is the success I have. You don't want to directly say that. Instead, it's just a slight shift where when he's talking or she's talking and they say, for example, you know, I've been uh, struggling with being able to find ways to to build this business. Uh, it, it's like up and down and all around. And, you know, things happen here, but then it goes down here. And then I got the kids going crazy and all that. You can say, oh my gosh, like, you know, you remind me of this, uh, this woman I was working with or this, this, this guy I was working with and same exact thing, literally just like you, you know, they're a couple of years younger, um, but they wanted to build the business and they had this going on and, and all of that. But what, what was the shift is that they just needed to know. And then you insert something like they just need to know, like what to focus on, right? There's so much noise, but they just need to know what to focus on. And so kind of just gave them like this little process to do and it worked really well. And another example would be since like I'm a business strategist and I find ways to help optimize and scale people's businesses or speak to their teams. And he was sharing all these big high level people. And it's like, who am I, you know, to work with these people? Like that's, you know, kind of like what my mind says at times, but also that what is maybe what he could be saying. I want to indirectly make myself more credible to him by saying, uh, oh yeah, you know, it's just like actually a couple of weeks ago, I was just speaking at a at a company, a big sales team, and and I was working with them, and you know, a lot of those people were going through the same struggles like we were doing. We worked on uh, sales optimization, we worked on building this, we worked on building that. It was incredible. The company is like one of the top in the the nation for this. Um, or it'd be like, you know, I I've worked with a Fortune 500 executive in the past, so I totally understand like those high level problems of what you're describing, where this happens and then this happens. So it's just little direct, indirect things that make that difference. How do you build your credibility? Maybe it's someone that you're connected with or you're, um, you're partnered with and you can, you know, indirectly drop their name. Little things like that will make them feel more trustworthy of like, how do I see myself partnering with this person? Or could I trust them in their capability of excellence? That'll be one thing to figure out is how do you indirectly apply uh, your personal credibility? And there's multitudes to that. Going forward to number eight, remember their name, okay? And then I will say this, remember their names as well, plural. As you're conversating, you're going to hear them mention, if you ask good questions, mention about their family. And whenever people mention about their family, I ask, you know, oh, how many, uh, how many kids do you have? Oh, two. Oh, nice. How old are they? Uh, 14 and 10. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and he's like, yeah, boy and girl or boy, boy. Oh, what's their names? Uh, you know, John and John and Jack. And oh, it's so awesome. Right. So and I really and you can see that it might open up more. But I remember that John and Jack, John and Jack, just playing it through just like how I should be remembering their name. If you are not good at remembering names, that is just a belief. You got to start say you start saying that you are good at remembering names and then start to play it through your head as you're talking with them. So now I have John and Jack, his wife is Becky. You know, this is his name, whatever it is. So afterwards, when I'm starting to close up this conversation or even later down the road when I'm talking to them, 
I say, hey, you know what? It was so great to meet you, name. Let's say his name was uh, Jared, right? We got John, Jack, and Jared. It's so great to meet you, Jared. So great to connect. Um, and that's amazing about what John and Jack are doing too, playing sports and all that. Like, I, I, I'd love to meet them one day. They sound incredible, right? That little thing of just remember their names or say hi to, to Becky, right? Say hi or, or let her know that uh, next time you're out here and she comes with, I'd love to meet her. Or, you know, we go on like a double date or something. But you saying those names really, really like makes their little antennas go bing, like, holy crap, this person actually cares about me and it builds a lot of charisma, right? It builds a lot of trust. Once again, charisma equals trust. So remember the names, make that very important. Number nine, we're getting close here, is finish off with a compelling future close. This is not just for sales. If you're in sales, which I believe everything in life is sales. The, the world moves because of sales. You got to sell a mission. You got to sell a vision. You got to sell a product. You got to sell a service. You got to sell the vision to a crowd of a million to, to leave uh, the, the country and go start a new country back in 1776. Like that, they, people had to be sold on this new and compelling future of what we know as today as America, right? Everything has sales to it and in this process of selling a compelling future or closing with that uh, is very powerful for charisma because what it does is it future paces your guys's connection and and progression moving forward so this story of me meeting with this man we already had some great opportunities that came from that but what i said is like hey i was like i look forward to connecting further I, I want to really see how i could help you in this part of your business you know so and so business i just was straight to the point and, um, you know, what does that look like for you? Like, what is the, what does the future look like for us moving forward? And he was like, well, I see like, you know, I'm about to travel back home tomorrow, a couple of days later, let's like definitely reconnect. I'd love to do that as well. Whatever it is, it could be subtle. You don't have to have this entire like closing pitch, but if you just met someone say, Hey, it'd be great to connect with you and see how I could provide X value to what you're mentioning. That's what I do for a living. Or I know some people, um, that I could connect you with. So I uh, would love to stay connected. What's your phone number, right? Remember, it's a compelling future close. And if you have that in the front of your mind, which is every single person wears a sign that says WIIFM, what's in it for me? And you close at the end by reminding them of a compelling future for what's in it for them, you will leave them off with a very good a reminder of how you were very friendly and you were very charismatic and they just felt a little different with you in the sense that they could trust you or they want to do some sort of partnership or learn more about you. So leave them with that compelling future close. Be like, hey, I, I know you got to go or I got to go here or it's great connecting. Um, but I, there's definitely some people in mind that I could connect you with or uh, or I see a way that I could serve or help you, you know, just no strings attached. Um, I would love to get connected further if that's cool with you. Whatever works for you, just remember, compelling future closes are so good. They're so natural. And that's going to be a way to build charisma. And that goes into the last step of increasing charisma in business, especially in first interactions, is a genuine follow-up message. This is like the one that people fall off on. But that's the little icing on the cake that really solidifies and locks in that incredible experience you had. This is when whether maybe it was after you guys get home from the event or later that night or the next day, whatever makes the most sense. You don't want to send it literally five minutes when you guys are still out there at the event and meeting other people and you're over there in the corner texting and 
they get the message and they look over and you like wave really high. Like, no, 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 it's not like how it is. But a genuine follow-up message, very, very key to this. And we won't go too much in detail, but there is kind of like an art to this. You want to send a message that highlights something powerful that they shared that isn't something they expected you to talk about. Let's be real. If you're at a networking event or connecting, business is business. Everyone wants to talk about opportunities, ways to make money, income, whatever it is. But if you could catch them off guard and show that that's not your first intention or impression, you're going to once again build trust, which what is trust? That's charisma. And having charisma builds trust, especially when it's done the right way. So you're going to go home that later that day or that night and say, hey, Jared, uh, it's so great to connect with you. Um, you know, what I see you doing is just absolutely amazing. And I'm really inspired by it. I definitely love how you are still putting John and Jack first in your family and, you know, saying no to certain ideas uh, because it's going to take up family time. Like, I really respect that. Um, I look forward to connecting or getting on that phone call next week with you. Right. See how I said something about his family? That's because I actually mean it. First off, if you don't mean it, then don't say it. Right. Uh, but if you're listening to this right now, I know you're a purpose driven leader and you want to get that edge. This is not manipulation. Remember that this is influence. So say something memorable or if they were just pouring out their dreams and aspirations and they just, you know, there are some great opportunities. You go and text them and say, I am just beyond moved, by the way, John. I know it was Jared. <laughs> John's the son. Jared, I'm just beyond moved, Jared, that uh, you are just, first of all, opened up and shared all that uh, about your life with me. That really just shows a lot about the character you have. And um, I see just absolute greatness with you. You already have it all lined up. It's just like that one little shift uh, that you're looking for, which hopefully I can help, that could take you over the edge. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Make it very genuine. Make it different than say, hey, great connecting. Loved hearing your story. Let's follow up soon. No, I get those and it's just not as good. Does it suffice? Sure. But do you want to stand out? I'm sure you do. You want to have that edge. So these are the 10 steps of this step-by-step -step process. I'm going to go over it here just so it can be refreshed. This is a lot, right? Like I told you in the beginning of this podcast, this is a value-packed, hopefully value-packed for you, but very content-packed podcast that you're going to need to write these down. You're going to write your own personal notes of how you could apply this in your own life. Know that these 10 steps don't always come in this order. I just tried to really reverse engineer from the very moment I meet someone to the very final uh, word I say before we walk our own way. And But just know that this could be in multiple different fashions. Remember, number one is matching and mirroring. How are you going to be naturally following their body language where if they're using their hands a lot right away and they're talking really fast and that's just who they are and you're not really a fast talker, but you want to really build good charisma, you should probably step up your voice a little bit and start using your hands and talk with them. But if they're talking slow and their hands are under the table, then you could do that. But slowly over time, you can maybe pace them, right? And you can bring your hand out and see if that if they start doing that as well. That's a great sign. Number two is the body language. Remember to face straightforward uh, when you're talking to women in general, right? I'm just talking about this is just studies. And then 45 degrees, especially if you're a man and you're talking to another man, 45 degrees, don't have that competitive nature coming out of their uh, subconscious mind. The, the stance is also too, if you're leaning on one leg, 
uh, or you're not so like standing sturdy or you notice that they're not standing sturdy, that also shows that they trust you more. So you could also give that off and say, I trust you. I'm going to be more in a casual position. And then the touch. Remember, you want to reciprocate the touch. Uh, you want to also potentially pace it if you feel comfortable enough to show that you're open, but don't uh, don't get to a point where it's getting a little awkward or weird. Number three is the smirk and squint. Very straight to the point. Have intention when you're listening. Show them with your face, which is one of the most powerful things for building trust and respect is your, your, your facial expressions. That's why there's people that literally for a living study facial expressions. If they're lying, if a murderer was, you know, telling the truth or they're, you know, they're telling lies, they watch those small little micro expressions because the face doesn't lie. Right. It's pretty powerful to do that. So number four is the head nod, slight head nods up and down. Try to avoid doing the side to side head nod while you're trying to sell something or sell a vision, a mission, a purpose, whatever it is. It's not a good subconscious message and uh, avoid the big, fast head nods. Not a good thing. Number five is affirm their statements saying, yes, ah, I got it. Wow. That's really interesting. Instead of like, yep, yep, yep. Got it. Got it. Oh, yeah. Ah, don't do that. All right. Number six, ask open-ended questions. This is, what did you do to get there? How was that for you? Now, where does the future look like for you now? Not, uh, did you like that? Was he pretty cool? Um, you know, things like that. There's open-ended and there's binary. Binary means there's only two answers. And open-ended, especially when you're meeting someone right off the bat, you want them to speak so they can be more comfortable and you're going to learn a lot about them. It's very, very powerful to have. Number seven, indirectly apply your personal credibility. Find ways as they are sharing that content, which makes it a lot easier if you have an open-ended question. Find ways to build your credibility naturally with someone you've worked with, a, a company you used to uh, work for, a, a, a client that you helped serve in a massive way, and it was some sort of credibility. Make it very indirect where there's just like a bridge between the two of what he's sharing or she's sharing and uh, the credibility you have. That way it doesn't feel like you're trying to just sell them on something or sell that you're, you know, this great person. It's more indirect. It's more natural. Number eight, do you want to remember their names, family name, uh, their kids names, their wife or their husband's name? Great, great skill to have. Play it through your head, connect their name to someone or some celebrity that you remember or some sort of phrase that just makes sense, whatever it takes to remember it. Because afterwards, when you repeat those names, that's going to really stand out to them. Number nine is that compelling future close. This is in all conversations. Even if you're not even ever going to do business together, you say, hey, I, I see you having an amazing future and I look forward to following your journey. You know, I'll, I'll follow you on Instagram or I'll, I'm going to follow your YouTube videos or I'm going to follow, follow, you know, what you're sharing. Uh, it's exciting to see. So definitely, you know, keep up the good work. Yeah, that's, that's a compelling future close as well. But especially if you want to find ways to partner and connect and collaborate and make this a win-win-win for everyone, you want to have that compelling close of, um, you know what, I see some cool things going forward. Uh, I don't know what exactly it is. We're going to still figure that out because I know we just met for a couple of minutes, but I'd love to learn more about your story. Let's, let's, get, let's stay connected. What's your number, right? Or what's your, what's your social media? And that's a great way to close it up. And the finishing touch, which is number 10, is that genuine follow-up message. Something unique and different you touch point and re-emphasize in that text message, whether it's about family, a passion project, their friend that they mentioned about, um, that failure they got very vulnerable on and you really appreciate that. Say, hey, I really respect you talking about that business that uh, unfortunately went bankrupt or that person that, you know, stole millions of dollars to you. 
from you. Like that's uh, really meant a lot. And I just see that only going to make you a stronger person, but it also inspired me to do the same. Like I look forward to our next time we talk here. Those are the 10 things. And my friend, I'll tell you this right now, as we wrap up this podcast, if, and when you apply these and you practice these and you become subconsciously competent with these, you will notice you will. Cause one, it's like, it's like, it's like, you're getting out in the out of the matrix. You notice why things are happening, or you notice why certain people are saying this or saying that, or they're doing this or doing that. Once you understand these, you're gonna start to feel more empowered. You're gonna start to feel more confident with what you can do because you are not afraid of no matter how successful that person is or how connected that person is, you know, you could build charisma and trust with them because if your ultimate mission is to serve in some greater way for this world to impact humanity, impact this world in a positive manner, once again, it's a disservice if you do not learn these skills. So take these skills, take this step-by-step process, use it, implement it, And I look forward to hearing how you are just a next level leader because of it. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. We're at the end of this show today, but let's keep the conversation going. If you receive massive value, not mediocre value, but massive value from this episode, then if you would go to Apple Podcasts and leave a personal review right now as your review may be the one that inspires someone to start living their strategic life. It's as simple as opening up the podcast app, Search up this podcast and scroll down to rate and review, and there you go. Also, if you share this podcast in your Instagram stories and tag me at Jake Havron, I'd love to connect with you. All right, that's it. This is Jake Havron signing off. But remember this, my friend, go create your strategic life. See you in the next episode.